fellas, you know what the situation is if you want your situation taken care of by now. But of course, you still need me to let you know that you got to get Manscaped. You got to stay Manscaped. You got to get that lawnmower 3.0. Maybe get yourself some spritzer, some sour shower gel. Sour, you don't want sour gel. That, that's not what you're looking for, Manscaped. You're looking for shower gel. The most comfortable pair of boxers you have ever worn in your life all kinds of stuff to take care of the family jewels and the best part is that you get 20 percent off plus free shipping from manscape.com when you use that promo code dnvr20 Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 and you will save 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is of course beat writer Patrick Lyons. And, you know, I thought today, Patrick, we were going to have a little bit of a slower episode, a little bit of bits of news. I honestly thought we would spend most of our time discussing what was yesterday. When I went to bed last night, I thought we would spend most of our time discussing what had been reported to be a season-ending injury for Justin Verlander. And then when I first woke up this morning and I saw a statement from him saying, maybe not so fast on that season ending part, I went, well, that's interesting. You don't see that very often. And then, of course, that got blown completely out of the water. You know, there were some other bits of, of things we wanted to talk about and we may still get around to. But by this news, of course, that now 14 players and staff from the Miami Marlins have tested positive for COVID-19. And I was going to say perhaps more disturbingly, but I'm going to take the perhaps out of the sentence. More disturbingly, it is being reported that players for the Marlins took the field after they knew they had tested positive and that Don Mattingly, the manager, put them out there on the field to play against the Phillies, potentially compromising members of the Philadelphia Phillies, also now potentially members of the New York Yankees, who the Phillies are next to play, and who knows what's going to happen with the series set now between the Marlins and the Orioles. Games have already been canceled for this evening. Patrick, we had one weekend before this happened. And that might be all we get. We have no idea how far-ranging this is going to be, how many teams this could possibly impact, or how MLB is ever going to get past this question that for days at a time, maybe even weeks or longer, some of their 30 teams may not be in action. And we've seen certain statements suggesting as such that 
It's a 60-game season for all teams that are healthy on the field together. But for others, it may be much less than that. And particularly when you've got two teams like Miami and Baltimore who are not you know, natural rivals. They're not in the same division. They are, they are in the same region. Same can be said for the Yankees and Phillies. Yankees were coming into Philadelphia, as you were alluding to. So they are um, unfortunate victims of this where their game has been canceled. And now they've got a visiting clubhouse that's very clearly infected. So you've got these teams that may not be able to get to all 60 because of there just simply not being enough dates. And you can't really have you know too many double headers and, and, and force guys to travel on off days, things of that nature. We just might not have a season in which all teams play essentially the same amount of games. There are some seasons where teams only play 160, 161, but we, we typically see exactly 162 for almost all teams because of the postseason implications. So this is, yeah, very yeah. alarming. It's something that I figured we would not have to deal with for a little while and only on day four, and really even it's not day four because it's just taken this long for it to be set out in action because right. I think these tests were given on Wednesday yeah. uh, to some of the Marlins players, and they were in Atlanta at the time for an exhibition game. So really this was happening before this weekend. Now we're only dealing with the ramifications of it all. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely brutal. There's, uh, you know, again, and we, we talked about this when all of this first started, that we were going to have to go a little bit outside of our normal comfort zone of discussing and analyzing baseball because it was just going to crop up in situations like this. But you do have to wonder about how harsh the penalties need to be to come down on something like this because of how quickly it appears to have spread after nothing was done about it. And, you know, a lot of people are calling into question what's going to happen with Don Mattingly. You know, what is the league going to do to make sure something like this doesn't happen again? You know, in the meantime, I've had people asking me, what did they do with these games? Like you just said, will it be an uneven number of games? Patrick, I've been thinking about it all day. And here's my solution for this one particular momentary problem, at least for the next couple of days to buy us some time. Cancel that series in Baltimore. There is no reason, none, for the Baltimore Orioles and the Miami Marlins to be the reason for an outbreak of a deadly pandemic in the United States of America. Think about that. Think about risking that over a series between two teams that are expected to finish dead last in their leagues in any normal year. Now, that it may seem like... You know, their quality should matter. The integrity, look, the integrity of the game went out the window at 60 game season. Look, and, he, and I would go back to what you said about not having to finish. Play it this way. Because then people are asking, what do you do? Double headers next. They're already putting a guy on second base to make sure that we don't have too many games. No, no, no. If we get to the end of the season and either the Marlins or Orioles is on the brink of the postseason, we'll figure it out. We'll make up some games. We'll play a series to see who gets in. If not, won't be they they play 57 games this year that's right like come on let's yeah. let's we don't have to be stupid about this and we don't have to go the other direction and say all right cancel the whole thing right this second but you might get to cancel the whole thing right this second if you don't take drastic enough measures right now 
it's very coincidental that it is two teams whose season really doesn't matter. It, it matters something for the teams that they play, but it doesn't really matter as, as the two weakest links uh, in, in really all of baseball. But, you know, I have some, some friends of mine that are educators, and they, they talk about, you know, uh, a school, for example, which is a, is a form of society, right? It's a little microcosm and how a, a school is only strong as its weakest link. And if there aren't security precautions uh, in place, students could open a side door, someone gets in, maybe that are someone that's gang related, um, could be, you know, God forbid the worst case scenario. And you go, well, how did this person get into our school? Oh, well, we kind of had this weak area that you know, we didn't have you know proper security measures. Same thing with teachers going back to school, and um, you know trying to handle this COVID nineteen virus. Where if oh, well, this teacher says I don't have to wear my mask if I'm working in the corner by myself, and now that again starts to filter into everything. And you know, a, a society in in literally and figuratively is only as strong as its weakest link, and we're we're seeing that now on the baseball front as. We, we said it with Manny Randawa last week on the DFA show on Wednesday. Go back and listen to that. Um, but we, we suggest it's, it's a great listen. But I, I had said that, you know, opening day is opening, you know, for all of professional sports, right, of the major sports at least. And it's the opening of our country for better or worse. And let's see how this works with people that are doing the right thing and have a lot to lose millions and billions of dollars which is different than your livelihood but it's still millions and billions of dollars and on one hand you say if anyone's going to be able to get it right it's obviously going to be these guys with all of the resources that they have at their disposal and that they'll be using so hey if they can be successful that gives us hope that we can be successful and unfortunately right now there is not that hope yeah, it's stark in contrast to what's going on with the NBA and the NHL right now. And that's really frustrating to see. But I actually, I love your your teacher analogy. You, you've got Don Mattingly and, and the Marlins essentially acting as that right now in this being super cavalier about something that everybody else is trying to take very, very seriously. And you know, I, I I wrote about it in the preseason, and I got an email from a long-time listener, long-time emailer, really a, a friend through the email. Uh, we've never met in real life, but Mike, if you're listening, I know you're listening. You're always, you're always listening. You're awesome. Um, but asking me about, you know, some of the more stringent remarks I've had to say on this subject and uh, asking me after the first couple of games why the Rockies were all like wearing masks, even when they were social distanced and even when they were in the dugouts and um, sometimes even on base and in these certain like why, you know, when they say couldn't it like restrict, you know, your breathing or, or make it more difficult to play out there. And I, I haven't responded. And it was because there was just so much going on that I didn't know yet what there was. And, and, and it's things like this Marlins thing that I think, is why the Rockies' motto has been better safe than sorry, because they don't consider themselves health experts. They do consider themselves extraordinarily concerned with their own health and with the health of the people around them. So I have not heard once when given many opportunities to a single player, coach, or any member of the Colorado Rockies complain about wearing the mask and and, and say that it, it causes them any negative effects. So I suppose the answer would be they don't, think there are any negative effects whether people believe there are or not the Rockies don't and two 
because they are absolutely committed to avoiding what has happened here with the Marlins. Um, you don't want to be the team that that gets cut out because that's that's a possibility on the table here too. Didn't that was that Bundesliga? Patrick, where two MLS teams? has had at least two teams. I think I even caught when there was a third team that they just scratched from the tournament. Your season's and that's done. That. that that could happen to yeah. the Marlins like today, or you know, in the next couple of days. You you we have no idea, and so you know, whatever discomfort you may feel out there, what whatever reason you may have, the Rockies, it's just not worth the risk. That's all. It's it's simply a, a cost benefit analysis. Yeah, the, that, the that you do right. Yeah, the, the proof is in the pudding. You just you see how these outbreaks start, and you go, oh well, maybe if they had done X, Y, and Z, you know, it, it it wouldn't have happened. And and we'll never know. This isn't a game of tag, where you touch the surface and or somebody, you know, uh, exhales or uh, you know, too close to you, and you go, ah, I got it. Shoot, you don't know. There's this period of of waiting and you know for these players they're getting tested frequently whereas you and i that wouldn't be the case so we can get it and by the time you know we're going to be the ones who 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 acknowledge that we would have covid19 whereas these players are having a test tell them that right because maybe many of them are going to be asymptomatic there's so much that we don't know i mean think even about just the human brain like how much we don't actually know about the brain and you you it's it's 2020. Ocean. We're, we're we're not dri- we're not yeah. driving around in flying yeah. cars, and we don't have magical pills that just make us live forever. We don't. The, the scope of what we know is so minimal, with, with with the grand capacity that that is the entire universe and the, the all the universes beyond us. So multiverses. Now we're talking. And there we go. Yeah. That's your <laughs> so again, it, it's just about you know being cautious and you see Anthony Rizzo you know uh, on Love first it. base you know with, with the hand sanitizer again more humorous than anything but it was effective and hey thanks I'll use some of that you do but, see Dee Gregorius wearing it on first base uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies and I bring him up because he was one of those high-risk players along with David Dahl and he decided he's going to wear it everywhere which granted helps everybody else more than it helps him the one who's at high risk and he was doing this at the plate when guy, a guy like Jorge Alfaro, who's one of those who tested positive, uh, as well as the numerous other members of the Miami Marlins, he was right there with them all throughout Citizens Bank Park for the entire weekend. And if this man were to contract COVID-19, I don't know what would happen to him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we want to know. And that's, that's what we actually really need to think about is – answering those unfortunate questions and are we prepared to deal with X, Y, and Z? And I don't really think many of us are. Yeah. Um, I also want to speak, I want to speak to both of those things that you, you said there, because I, I think with DD Gregorius, you're right that that's like the absolute, that's the thing we've got to remember is that, not every I, I see a lot of people going, well, these guys are professional athletes, they're all gonna get over it, they're all gonna be just fine. It's not the same for everybody. Remember Fred Freeman said Fred I was calling Fred Freeman. Freddie Freeman said uh, Freeman. good good old Frederick, you know, said, said he thought he was gonna die. His temperature got up there like 103, 104. Like that's some scary, scary stuff. Um, but the the thing that you you know, I then I hear a lot of people going, Look, man. 
there's a lot of scary stuff out there. I, I get it, but we can't live our lives in fear forever. I've had a lot of people say that to me. I've heard some people respond to this, you know, saying we can't just cancel Major League Baseball so that there's, you, you know, we're all sitting around and we're afraid at home and things aren't functioning as a society and we're, we're living scared, right? I've seen that as an argument for this whole thing. And then you look at Anthony Rizzo trying to take doing the right things and making it fun. Like, I don't think it has to be a one or the other, a mutually exclusive situation. And and so I, I think, you know, I saw some people kind of rolling their eyes at the Anthony Rizzo thing too. And like, oh, this is so performative. It's not really doing anything. And it's like, you know what? He's reminding everyone, let's all be safe. Let's all take care of each other. We're competing in good spirits, but we don't. Taking proper precautions does not have to equate to living in fear. It can be a positive thing. Yeah, very true. You know, you mentioned earlier about the idea that, you know, wearing masks for the Rockies hasn't been negative. And it's not necessarily that it's. Uh, not any negative effects because it certainly could make you feel claustrophobic and all those things, but ultimately doesn't make you feel so much that you say, wow, I, I, I can't do this. Like you, you completely shut down entirely. So, you know, I, I taking myself, for example, again, I'm, I'm uh, someone who has Lyme disease. I was bitten by a tick when I was, when I was six years old and the doctors didn't know what it was. So I was in the hospital for, for two weeks. And that's something that, you know, um, Deladonna, Elena Deladonna uh, is, is afflicted with. Uh, she takes 64 you know, pills every day, and her doctor considers her to be high risk. Uh, I don't know that I'm exactly high risk. I feel great. You know, I, I, I do a lot of running, and, and I, I take good care of my health. And recently, uh, I, I ran for 80 minutes with a mask on the entire time. I felt fine. So on one hand... Again, if, if you can get past those mental hurdles of wearing the mask, it's fine. It really doesn't obstruct your breathing. And on the other hand, even though you might feel great, you don't know what happens when something hits your system. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, we're, we're all struggling with this. Like you've said, you know, this is not unique to baseball. It's just arrived in baseball as we knew it would. It's arrived a lot sooner than I think we were at the very least – hoping and and these next steps are are huge from baseball from the marlins from everybody involved to make sure that you know we figure out uh the proper course moving forward here that there's not an overreaction but worse would be an underreaction there has to be a strong reaction to this so um you know what we've gone through here, and there's really no um, eloquent or artful way to transition into selling you things. And since it's a very sobering topic today, ironic, since the first thing I'm about to try to sell you is beer. But I'm just going to put them all together here to to try to not, honestly, just for the integrity of the topic. So I got a few things to mention. Of course, first of all, Breckenridge Brew. You know it. You love it. You drink it. Probably not quite as much as I do, but still, uh, that Mile High City Copper Lager has been my absolute favorite lately. You can also get a 15-can sampler pack if you want to figure out which one is best for you. You can get it delivered to you from Davidson's Liquor. They've also got 
curbside pickup for you. But of course, you know by now that my favorite place to get it is down at the farmhouse, though. I have suddenly, sadly, been signed out of my document and can't read the phone number for you anymore. You, you've, you've got it memorized by now, I'm sure. It's been on several podcasts at this episode. You do know if you use that, uh, several episodes of this podcast, definitely flip those around. Uh, you do know if you use the promo code DNVR, you get five bucks off both the food and the beer down there at the farmhouse. And again, you can go and pick it up can make sure that you're keeping yourself nice and socially distanced. Uh, and again, because it is just like that right now, uh, I'm going to roll through a couple more of these things, including, of course, our good friends over at WGT. You know you love yourself some video game golf. I've been enjoying it. Everybody here on the DNVR staff loves it. Just about everybody here in our DNVR community loves it. And the reason I know that is because we just had to start our third country club. So make sure you get on on the action. You don't get behind on this thing. You don't want to be left behind. You head over to dnvrgolf.com. You download it totally for free on your phone or your computer and you get to play closest to the hole or full stroke play on all kinds of world famous golf courses, including Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, and more. So join in on the party and join our country club at dnvrgolf.com. And the last one I've got for you is, of course, msudenver.edu slash online. Whether you're trying to start your degree or finish one out, you're just trying to pick up a few extra skills for life. You want to make sure that you're ready to attack the world once the world is ready to be attacked again. You've got all kinds of great opportunities available to you at msudenver.edu slash online. They got hundreds of courses and classes and work and uh, educators that know how to teach through the online curriculum and aren't just trying to figure it out now. They're incredibly responsive, super helpful, and there's all kinds of educational classes that you, what, what other kind of classes? <laughs> educational opportunities that you can find there at MSU Denver. And not only that, there's a ton of them that are there in the local Denver area that can help you out if you're looking for work after you get your degree or after you've finished up your class because there are so many alumni here in the area who've gotten really fantastic working opportunities, including several members of our staff here at DNVR. As we hope that Patrick is recovering from his technical difficulties and making his way back in, I did want to give a few thoughts on uh, the Justin Verlander news, especially because it was so unusual. As I was saying at the beginning, you know, I can't recall, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here in the comments, if any of you can remember a time where it had been announced and by multiple outlets. And so, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean confirmed. A lot of times people just pick up on that first report and say, according to so-and-so, Justin Verlander out for the season. Uh, but it had percolated for a good while, and it seemed like, you know, it, it was said on the Rockies broadcast of the game that was going on at the time. I believe that that was the final game in the series. Yes, it was. That's the timeline. We're on the, all the days get mashed together, you guys. But um, so, yeah, it you know, it just went to bed last night thinking huge, huge blow to the Astros, which you don't necessarily feel bad 
for the Astros, but I do feel bad for Justin Berlander, who is by most accounts, by everyone that I've talked to. So all I was going to say by all accounts, and then I went, well, I don't know every single account. By the accounts that I am aware of, uh, Justin Verlander, good guy. Uh, we know he's been a great pitcher. We know he's been a great ambassador for the game in terms of just, you know, going out there and and showcasing the best of the best and, and also being somebody, whether you always agree with them or not, who is willing to speak his mind and, and speak up on behalf of the players and, and, and certain things. And yes, there's an irony to he's on the Astros and we all know what they did. And like I said, no one was feeling bad for them. But the weirdest part about it for me is him coming out and saying that this is not necessarily a season ending injury for him that, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, obviously I'd be following it a little bit closer. Well, I'd be following it way closer if it was the Colorado Rockies and, and not the Houston Astros. No idea what happened there. Um, but really, really interesting to hear him come out after it was reported, mm, going to be out for the whole year and not going to be out for the whole year. So for those of you who uh, particularly listen to the DNVR bets program or are on the DraftKings situation out there, um, if you were placing bets on Justin Verlander, I know there were some fun and interesting ones, you know, for him to get 100 strikeouts or maybe just for anybody to get 100 strikeouts. And he was kind of the guy who was the best bet to do that. Uh, that definitely shook some things up there for a minute. Uh, we'll see if and when he gets back out there. And remember, the Rockies do play the Astros this year. It's sort of in that that beginning of the middle part of their season that ends this easier we expect it to be easier we still don't know how teams are going to play yet this year but kind of based on how they've been the last several years the teams earlier in the schedule appear to be a little bit easier competition than when it begins with that Astros series so it'll be very interesting to see if they've got Justin Verlander back by then and also how they generally play this year after all the cheating stuff and not having him at least for a little while there were a couple of other things that I wanted to mention before we sign off. We are going to make this a little bit of a quicker one. It was just going to be a news dump today because, as all of you know, uh, there was no baseball game for the Colorado Rockies on Monday. And so uh, I feel like we wrapped up the series in Texas pretty good, though, if anybody's got any other questions, be sure to shoot them out to us here. And if you're wondering what I mean by here, well, then that means you're probably not subscribed to the YouTube channel and I caught you. How dare you? Make sure that you do that. We are doing these shows most of the time still either it's going to if they don't have a game, right, it's going to be at three o'clock on. So like Monday or Thursday, those are typically the days there's no game. We'll go live at three o'clock. If there is a game, we're going live on Periscope. Facebook and YouTube, though YouTube really is the best way to make sure that you're watching. You can like, subscribe, leave all your comments there on the YouTube. You click the bell icon, you'll get a reminder every time we go live. So you'll be all over it. You'll never miss one if you do that. But it's going to be right after each one of these games. And of course, we'll be breaking down what happens in those games moving forward here to the Oakland series. It's going to be really strange uh, you know, this first part of the season 
two games in Oakland, uh, and then another day off. We've been chomping at the bit for baseball. Your Colorado Rockies won a series. If you're anything like me, you woke up today thinking, man, it'd be great if there was a ball game on, and there's not. And that's a little bit weird and frustrating. I do think ultimately it's going to play out well for the Rockies that they've got this easing into the beginning of the season, especially because they've got a couple of key guys still trying to get back into the full swing of things, as it were. Charlie Blackman, um, still recovering, not, not still recovering from COVID, but still getting back into full shape of things. Elias Diaz, same thing. Um, and, and again, them being able to take advantage of this earlier part of the schedule. If they can go out to Oakland, at least get the split there. Obviously, it'd be nice to win them both, but you go out there, you feel like you've had a very successful road trip to open your season. You get a nice day off before making your home opener and really get setting out to establish dominance at home. It will probably be John Gray in that home opener is what I'm assuming with this day off. Uh, the Rockies, I, I still think, well, actually, I'm actually not sure. Let me double check and see if they've even got the probable starters up. Um, I'm not sure when they post those, if they, because the Rockies were going to go with uh, Senzatella, I think, either way which then means going back around to Marquez. So is that the plan? Yeah. Sensatella, Marquez, and then to be determined. That's exactly why I was speculating. Still with the day off, uh, I don't think they're going to turn it around. I don't think they're going to mess it that even though, you know, Kyle Friedland will have been on five days rest. If, if it was in front of a home crowd, if it was at Coors Field in front of a raucous Denver crowd, the home opener and a normal, like there have been three hours of partying and drinking out there on Blake Street beforehand and all of the hoopla and hoopla, hoopla. What's the correct way to pronounce that? Hoopla? Hoopla. I don't know. Help me out there in the comments. But <laughs> Uh, but yeah, maybe you rework it to go with Freeland. But honestly, I still don't think so. I still think that, you know, Bud Black uh, wanted to set his rotation like this and is going to go with it because, quite frankly, he feels like his best bet to get a dominant start comes from Marquez. His second best bet to get a dominant start comes from John Gray. And then his third best bet comes from Kyle Freeland. And that's just how it is. It's going to be absolutely intriguing to see what Antonio Senzatella does against a team that a lot of people expect to compete out there in the Oakland A's, who are also two and one. Those of you who listen to the podcast regularly uh, know that I'm a big, big, big Antonio Senzatella guy, that I just believe that he's really got what it takes. But this is a this is a tough early test for him. Uh, Rockies will face against uh, face off against Daniel Mengden. Not quite sure how to pronounce that uh, exactly, but uh, yeah, he was uh, decent last year. Looks like thirteen games, five and two with a four eighty three ERA. So certainly not one of the A's best pitchers, but I suppose they're looking at Sensatella going, well, that's not one of the Rockies' best pitchers. Uh, I think they're going to see a different guy, though. We've been talking about it all offseason. We saw it in exhibition games, but exhibition games are exhibition games. And there's it. Like, his stuff was moving differently than it did before. It's easy to have the confidence to keep doing that when the games matter less. Let's see what it looks like. That's the biggest story going in. But we know it's the game of baseball, so probably the biggest story coming out 
will be something else entirely. So stick with us to find out what all of that is. Make sure you're following us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Of course, you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com to make sure you're not missing out on any of that written content. And there has been an absolute truckload of it lately. So you got to make sure that you're subscribed. Also, if you subscribe, you get special deals on all of our merchandise, uh, including the masks, the hats, the shirts. And right now, one of those special deals includes exclusive access. Access? Is that the right word? (laughs) Exclusive ability to purchase, Stelia. That Larry Walker Hall of Fame shirt. Uh, Super, super cool design. I'm very much in love with it. Going to get myself one of those things as soon as they are in. Uh, You can also head down to the DNVR bar, take in a drink. There's always going to be the game there on the television, uh, whether we're open in normal business hours or not, and you can pick up some merchandise there as well. Otherwise, I can only thank you all for listening in to the podcast today. Uh, we hope that Patrick is doing all right out there. I think he was just having some technical issues through this whole thing, so I'm sure we'll be back at it with our normal live post-game reaction, so it's going to be pretty late for us, and even even it's just going to it's going to be a late, late game because out there in California, we'll have to do what we can, so Thank you all for listening. Continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I'll continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we'll see you at the ballpark.